Charles didn't have just any coronary artery disease. He had Charles's coronary artery disease. Michelle didn't have just any heart attack. She had Michelle's heart attack. At VCU Health Poly Heart Center, we know every heart is unique. And as Virginia's only nationally ranked heart program, we'll keep them beating healthy and strong. VCU Health Poly Heart Center. Learn more at vcuhealth.org slash heart. You're listening to Noncompliant America with J.D. Rucker. The show starts... Now. People want to know why I am so adamantly opposed to leftist media, mainstream media, you know, the far left sheep. On social media, all of these blue check marks, virtue signaling every day. You know, it's not just an ideological difference. It's a tactics difference. It's the fact that they, you know, the leftist mainstream media and you know, trendsetters, I don't even know, influencers, what do you call them anymore? The blue check marks, even the just the big accounts on Twitter and Facebook. They spread lies. You know, you have the propaganda machines in mainstream media, and then you have the the echoing sheep on social media spreading lies. It's not just an ideological difference that I have with the left. It's a tactics difference. It's a strategy difference. Why can't they just deal with reality? Why can't they just tell the truth? I'm not saying that conservatives don't mislead. I'm not saying there's not fake news coming from the right. There is. But the lion's share comes from the left, and that's ridiculous. This latest story coming out of St. Louis, you know, a couple, in a, gosh, a humongous castle, a big mansion in St. Louis. You know, they, this couple comes out, guy in a pink polo and his wife. He's got what appears to be an AR-15. She has what appears to be a, a, a 38, I'm sorry, a 380, semi-automatic. Could have been a 22. Uh, I couldn't get a close look at it, but, you know, small, small handgun, but still a firearm nonetheless. They come out to their front yard as, as quote unquote, peaceful protesters were going by on their way to the mayor's house, right? Now, this looks bad. The optics are bad. You know, you've got, you got a whole bunch of Black Lives Matter activists, protesters, whatever you want to call them, storming through, you know, looking in. They're just peacefully walking by. And then you got this guy coming out with a gun pointing at them saying, move along, keep moving, keep moving. <clears throat> the, the mainstream media is, is going crazy. And I watched several reports about this. And I also checked, of course, leftist social media to see how they're reporting. And the same thing, you know, peaceful, the certain keywords that, that they always know, peaceful protesters, right? And then they say, unprovoked, unprovoked. Okay, fine. And then they say, you know, uh, that these people escalated the situation. And then you have the responses from uh, BLM activists, Antifa activists saying, you know, they should have just minded their own business. Nobody was going to their house. And then you have to dig. You have to dig further. You have to do your own research and hope that 
other people, other patriots are doing the research and spreading it as well, which is what I hope to do with today's show. The truth is, all three of those narratives, that number one, these were peaceful protesters, number two, that they were unprovoked, and number three, that this was, uh, you know, this was just, that it was being escalated by these homeowners, that all three narratives are false. Before I get into that, I do want to ask those listening, you know, this is a, this has become a passion of love. We get so much feedback on our shows. We have multiple shows. I've got the knock report that I do with my lovely and talented and brilliant wife, Tammy. I have the Rucker report, which is usually just me, but sometimes Tammy hops on there as well. We have the non-compliant America podcast, something that I think will come in very handy, especially when, you know, as I shouldn't say when, because it's already happening now, as these lockdowns resurge, <laughs> the resurgence of, of this, these draconian lockdowns and other things, you know, there's, there's always a reason for non-compliance. There's always something that government in particular, the left, but sometimes on the right that they try to impose on us. And there's times when we need to not comply with the conservative playbook, which I think is going to be in the long run, probably our, our biggest and best show, our biggest and best project. All of this comes down to the Freedom First Network, something that I'm building with a handful of friends, fellow podcasters, video people, media personalities, both new and old. Some of them have been doing it for two decades. Some have been doing it for, for two weeks. But this Freedom First Network, which will be launching unironically on July 4th, 2020 is going to be a repository of all of this content, all of these podcasts and videos that we're producing. We're getting some really talented people involved. And I encourage you on July 4th, if you go there now, then there's nothing. But on July 4th or after, if you're listening to this afterwards, go to freedomfirstnetwork.com and you'll find us just an awesome repository of patriotic liberty-minded, freedom-loving, conservative Americans. We don't always agree on everything, but we do believe that America does need to be great, can be great, is under attack from within and from foreign powers. They're all trying to destroy us, whether it's Antifa or China or Black Lives Matter, or George Soros, or whoever. There's no shortage of enemies to America, and we have to fight them. And we fight them with freedom, which is why we're called the Freedom First Network. I also want to ask, if you're listening to this for the first time, or even second time or third time, please subscribe, check us out. If you're where you're probably hearing this or seeing this on YouTube or Facebook, or listening on Apple Podcasts, Periscope, Google Podcast, wherever, Spotify, we're, we're trying to be ubiquitous on the airwaves. So, uh, subscribe, give us five-star reviews on Apple, it's always very helpful. You can find us. Anyway, back to the story. So, this couple comes out, and they have guns. Now, what are we supposed to make of that? What are we supposed to, to 
see from the mainstream media reporting. It looks like, oh my gosh, these people were just walking along, you know, the very selective cuts of, of, of uh, footage. And then these unhinged white people come out with their guns, you know, threatening to shoot everybody. So let's start with the first false narrative, this concept of peaceful protests. Oh, how short mainstream media's memory is. Intentionally so. It's not like they forgot. It's that they're not wanting to point out the fact that protests have become a cover for riots, for looting, vandalism, destruction, violence. At no point, if you see a group, I shouldn't say at no point, at any point, that you see a group, a sufficiently large enough group of people. And this doesn't, color doesn't matter, by the way. Let's, let's be clear about that. You know, we've seen black people, white people, Hispanic people, Asian people. This is not a Black Lives Matter only thing. And Black Lives Matter is not just African Americans. You know, Antifa, I would say, percentage-wise, Antifa, these violent, oftentimes affluent protesters, quote-unquote protesters, these uh, weather underground wannabes, these cultural Marxists, the people that pretend to be anti-fascist when in reality all of their actions, all of them, are fascist. Unambiguously, this is, this is blatant. This is clear. They are fascists, and they pretend to be anti-fascist. It, it's, it's a cognitive dissonance that makes no sense at all to anyone who's paying attention. Unfortunately, mainstream media doesn't want you to pay attention. Anytime you get these, a group of people sufficiently large enough together for a quote-unquote protest, I don't know what the percentages are, maybe 10%, 20%, but not an insignificant amount, not an insignificant number of these quote-unquote protests devolve, sometimes intentionally, sometimes organically, into very bad things. Look what just happened a week, week and a half ago in Wisconsin. Okay, Madison, Wisconsin. Generally considered a safer area, okay, than, than St. Louis, Missouri. In Madison, they went and they got upset. They got really mad. Similar situation, mad at government. For in that case, it was because uh, somebody got arrested. Particular person who had a bullhorn and a bat, take that to a protest, got arrested. And so they, they essentially rioted. They beat, they, they, they tore down statues. One statue was of a union uh, helper, somebody who died fighting for the union, an immigrant fighting for the union to abolish slavery. They took down that statue. They took down a statue, statue commemorating women's suffrage. How are they oppressed because of women's suffrage? What is that symbolized. It's idiotic. They found a politician taking video, taking pictures of them. They quickly attacked him, beat him down, gave him a concussion. As it turned out, this was a 60-year-old far-left Democrat, total progressive, supportive of their general cause, gay man, and they beat him down because he was taking pictures. We've seen it you know, it's not in the news as much anymore. 
It's still happening. See, I think is people keep talking about these riots and looting as if it's in the past tense. It's still happening. This is not happening as much, but it's still happening. It's still quite, you know, it's, it's, it's making local news instead of national news. And it's not getting nearly as much attention, but it still does happen. The bottom line is when they're calling these people peaceful protesters, that's assuming a whole lot. And judging from the extended videos, not the clips that you see reported by mainstream media or, or shared by, by blue checkmark progressive Twitter users. I'm talking about if you see the entire video, if you see it from the beginning as they're walking through it. And keep in mind, look, I am a big fan of protesting. I'm a huge fan of protests. I believe in peaceful protests. And I'm not suggesting that these protesters weren't going to be peaceful, but they were being aggressive. Okay, they were. Bottom line is that with everything that's happened, if there's one thing we've learned, don't assume that when you have an angry mob, and this was a mob, okay, this was a mob of people, very angry, shouting, very loud, not on a public street, but we'll get to that in a minute. They were aggressive. And the potential for them to go from peaceful protesters to dangerous rioters at any moment, the potential was high. And these homeowners, they weren't going after them. They were defending their property. They were standing out in the front. They, they weren't going after these peaceful protesters, as they're being called. They were just standing out there making sure that if, they, if these are peaceful protesters, great, stay peaceful, move along, go do your protesting where you plan to do it, which was the mayor's house. That was the goal. That was where they were heading. Okay, keep going. That's all they were saying. Keep going. Keep walking. You know, don't even think about it. This house, if you haven't seen it, it's huge. It's beautiful. Something that apparently they've been restoring for the past three decades. Bought it as a dilapidated historical uh, building, and they have converted it into a beautiful house. Very rich people, apparently. Anyway, I'm not worried about them. You know, they, they, uh, rich, not rich, doesn't matter. We all have the Second Amendment right to defend ourselves and our property. Big lie number two. This this was supposedly done on uh, you know public lands that the, that the um, that there was there was nothing nothing wrong. They were just walking along the sidewalk. Well, if you watch the beginning of these videos, you'll see something very. Odd that you won't see on mainstream media. This wasn't a a public street. This wasn't a public sidewalk. This was a gated area. And by gated, I'm not talking about just oh, you know, it's a gated community. This was this was private land, owned, not by the city. You know, the the roads, the sidewalk, everything's maintained because the entirety of this area is private, and it's. Very clearly marked, private street, do not enter. Private gate, do not enter. They saw it, assuming they can read, they saw this was private. And they chose to break through the gate and walk through private property. Now again, you won't see this on mainstream media. You won't see this from the blue check marks on Twitter or Facebook. 
They don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know that the moment they crossed over into this, I mean, this was essentially somebody's driveway. Yes, it's big. It's a road. It's got a sidewalk. These people are rich, but it's still theirs. It's still theirs. doesn't matter how big or small somebody's private property is. When you breach their private property, you are no longer, you are breaking the law. These folks had already broken the law just by being where they were, just by cutting into somebody's private property. Think about that. So yes, coming out with an AR-15 and a, a 380, standing on your yard, making sure people don't come onto your, you know, don't try to attack, don't try to throw bricks, don't try to throw rocks through your windows, don't try to damage your property. Again, don't forget, they did not go after these people. They weren't chasing them down. They weren't, you know, looking down the sights and, and threatening them. They were just saying, move along, keep going, keep walking, go where you're supposed to go. They were being proactively defensive. And again, they're addressing people who are on their private property. Is it really that wrong in the eyes of the left and mainstream media to not want a mob of protesters to be using private property for their, their protesting? Look, I'll be the first one. If, if, if these guys or if anybody comes out with an AR-15 and tries to, tries to aim at people and tell people to get off the, the public street or get off public, public sidewalks, you know, peacefully protesting, walking, you know, marching somewhere, that's wrong, okay? Protesting is allowed. This is still America. But to say that people aren't allowed to defend their private property, that's, that's wrong. That's not, there was, there was no need for this mob of protesters, this potential for rioting to enter private property when they could have just gone to the mayor's house. Their goal was to go to the mayor's house. They should have just done that. Instead, they decided to cross through to private property to get there. That was their choice. Now, nothing bad happened. Okay, it's not like anybody gets shot. And there was no rioting. Maybe there could have been. Maybe there would have been rocks thrown at these beautiful houses. One of the hallmarks of the left is jealousy of others' success. They're now even going after them and saying, you know, we're going to find these people. We're going to find their businesses, harass their employees, find their kids. I mean, they're literally on Twitter saying, you know, we're going to find their kids. We're going to call them every day. Nobody so far, you know, no accounts that haven't been suspended are saying, you know, we need to kill these people or we need to beat up their kids or whatever, but at least they are talking about harassing, you know, canceling. This is cancel culture. Again, rearing its ugly head at these people because they didn't want their property destroyed. I'm not even going to get into the third one. I'm, this is This story is making me upset because, again, this is a, a case of the left, mainstream media, influencers on social media everyone is trying to spin this as if this husband and wife 
are the bad guys. And I'm not saying that the... Look, peaceful protesters, they made a mistake by going onto private property. They did. They made that mistake. And it could have easily been corrected. Just keep going. And I think basically it was corrected, but here's the thing, is that now, you know, to put these people into us, these people as in the, the homeowners, to put them into a situation to where they have a choice. They can either do nothing. Maybe it turns out great. Maybe nothing happens to their home. Maybe nothing happens to their property. Maybe, maybe everything's okay. But if we've learned anything in 2020, it's that you don't take your chances with a mob, whether it's protesters, rioters, looters, vandalizers, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, doesn't matter who it is. They can do what they need to do. They can go up to Seattle and go to the chop if it's still around. They can go protest in front of the Capitol, in front of the district attorney's office. That's all fine. Once you start going to homes, okay, once you start going to homes, and I'm talking, I'm not talking about, you know, standing on the public street in front of Mayor de Blasio's home. You know, that's something that they're doing. I'm not, I'm okay with that. I am. I mean, it's, it's fine. They're, they're very upset and rightfully so. De Blasio's a joke. And even if, even if he wasn't, okay, let's say, you know, let's say that, that it wasn't somebody that I didn't like. Let's say they were going to, I don't know, Ron DeSantis's home. And they were protesting out in the streets there. As long as they're doing it legally, as long as they're not going on private property, as long as they're not harassing aggressively, I'm okay with that as well. Because, again, as Americans, we have that right. But what this mob of protesters did was they went onto private property and they are getting mad because people were exercising their Second Amendment right. And that's, that's just a joke. That's just wrong. So, so what are we going to do about it? Hmm, that's a serious question. What are we going to do? Are we going to wait for Election Day? Are we going to make it to Election Day? That's my question. I mean, things are going insane out there right now. I hate to be the guy that says this. I really do, because there's plenty of people already out there who not only say it more, but say it better. But if there was ever a time to exercise your Second Amendment right to purchase whatever firearms, as long as you have the means, the training, okay, I'm not a big fan of everybody go get a gun and now, now everybody's just, just, uh, you know, I want I want people to, to know how to use their firearms. Okay, nothing disturbs me more than seeing people mishandling firearms. If you're going to own a gun, own it responsibly. Okay? But, with that said, <laughs> we need to. <laughs> we all need to. All of us. Even the the cultural Marxists, I know. You're thinking, well, why would the, we want the bad guys to have guns? Well, they're going to have it either way, so might as well make sure that I would rather defend the rights of everyone so that the rights of the, the righteous, the rights of the good guys with guns 
can stay protected. And if that means that some bad guys with guns can legally acquire firearms, so be it. We can't suppress people based upon whether they believe in our ideology or not. That's what leftists do. We're not leftists. So yeah, it's time. The ultimate way to be non-compliant is to prepare for oppression, whether it comes from the government, which the Second Amendment was designed to help us defend against, whether it comes from our fellow American citizens, whether it comes from invasion. People, you know, America is the most complacent nation in the world when it comes to potential for invasion. We're surrounded by water on the east and the west, and we have no threats to the north or south. Okay? So, we always think, ah, invasion is impossible. I'm not saying it's coming, but it might be. The Patriots need to be ready. And then, of course, there is the most likely scenario that we'll have to exercise our Second Amendment rights because things just get that crazy. I'm praying that they don't. I don't, I would say at this point, it's about 20% chance of things getting crazy between now and the election. And after the election, if President Trump wins, then things will get crazy. And I would put that at a 99% chance. So between now and then, folks, arm yourselves. I'm J.D. Rucker. Thank you for listening. Stay strong, stay safe, and God bless. I like to cook on the Big Green Egg. Why? It's impressive and everything turns out great on the Big Green Egg. If you don't have one, you got to go to Wasi's Meat Market and get a Big Green Egg. They have the lowest prices in the country. They also have all the accessories. They even have a classroom set up to teach you all the basic techniques on the Big Green Egg and advanced techniques on the Big Green Egg. When you get the Big Green Egg from Wasi's Meat Market, there's a lifetime guarantee. So check them out. It's Wasi's Meat Market. Check them out on Instagram or just go to their website, wasismeatmarket.com in Melbourne on Wickham Road. It's Wassie's Meat Market. Please walk Sparky for me. No way. <laughs> I'll throw in a caramel frappe. Ooh, make it a large. Deal. Get a sweet deal. $2 any size McCafe beverage on the McDonald's app. Between you and me, Sparky, I would have walked you for free. <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Offer valid through 4322 or participate in McDonald's. Valid one time per day. McDonald's app download and registration required.